Full transparency. I understand the world better than anyone. There's sounds in the sky. The rapture is coming. Yeah. There's lizard people out there. We had a shop in Mormon when we lived in Mormon. Our family was in Mormon. Full fists are swinging by my face. I'm like, and then he would just kind of go on these little rants or tangent, tangent, whatever the word is. Nothing that's great in life is is easy, you know? Yeah. There's a nice quote that I feel like you're on your way to say. <laughs> We're live. Episode 45. <laughs> God, I started coughing. You look good with that jacket, sir. You like that? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm glad my my dad's girlfriend thought that I looked better in it, so she just forced him to give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like lounge skin or something. Dude, I don't know what... I don't know shit about this, but apparently this is like close to a $1,000 jacket. And yeah. I got it for free. It's intense. I'm sweet. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I want to make sure of this time, I'm going to try my best, but... I went into last week's telling myself, don't say like so much. Uh, I have a thing for saying like, it's like, and during one, I listened back to last week's episode and during one part, it was disgusting to hear myself <laughs> how many times I said it. We should, we should have to, we'll have to edit a video like we edited my Warman video where I said Warman like three times in a split second. <laughs> With that one that, where there's the hockey player and he's like, and everything like that. And everything yeah. like that. And it's Is like, that real? I think so. Or is he like trolling people? I, it looks pretty real to me. Huh. And I know it's a thing, you know, subconsciously we do that when we're nervous or, or for whatever reason, we don't really have much to say. Right. We just do this thing and apparently mine is saying like, so without overthinking it, I'm going to try my best to not say it's like a thousand times this podcast. <laughs> and that's one of those things, man. It's like, there's just no rules to... Like Crystalia, we talk about it. Like that guy, he says like, he says um, like he has a bunch of filler words and yet he's the most entertaining person on a podcast in all of people to yeah. me. Yeah. Like he's my favorite person. So it's like, yeah, it's like you kind of just have to, I don't know, some people it might annoy them, but other people are like, they might find it funny. Yeah. You know? It's even just me annoying myself. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> like, I need to do better and not, I need to be super articulate, speak perfectly but don't say the same thing over and over. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to get the reps and that's why we're here, right? Should start a, if we were, we should start a drinking game. Every time you say like, or clear your throat, somebody has to take a shot. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be I'd like, no, I'd be getting my stomach pumped halfway through. <laughs> I need some speech therapy. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <You> like that? <laughs> <You> like that? <laughs> Today's episode, we're going to talk about therapy. <laughs> that was nice. Um, Man, it's funny, like, we've been listening to podcasts for, like, a long time, like, years. And, like, I, I told you to listen to, like, the uh, the Logan Paul and KSI podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty dope. Like, they talk about some sweet shit. And, like, bro, I've listened to, like, therapists on podcasts, scientists, like, authors, like, inspirational people. And after listening to Logan Paul and KSI, it was those two guys those two dumb dumbs that inspired me or like motivated me or at least really planted a genuine seed in my mind that like, fuck, it might be nice to have a therapist. Like it might be kind of cool to like go to therapy. Like if, uh, hearing them talk about it, I'm, I was kind of like, man, that would be kind of nice to have somebody that doesn't know you. They don't really know your background. They are just there to be like ears for, for your venting. Mm -hmm. It'd be like journaling, but having like someone there I'm like, that'd be kind of cool, man. Like even about business stuff or just like really deep, like internal problems that you're having that maybe you don't feel comfortable sharing with other people, but this stranger, like the sauna 
right? Yeah, like yeah. Sa- like sauna therapy. Like we talk about in other episodes where, yeah. man, when you're in there with strangers, you're sweating. Dude, people will open the floodgates up sometimes. They'll tell you some crazy shit. Yeah. I could only imagine that it'd be like that with therapy as well. So yeah, I've been, I've been just like thinking about that. You know, I might, I might have to just try it once, once or twice. Well, that's something I wanted to ask you today if you've ever considered it now yeah. yeah like i've i've kind of considered it before but like not to this extent when i heard them talking about it what are you looking at you keep looking up a little bit your eyes are glancing to my top left forehead honestly absolutely nothing i don't know if it's the broom of my cat i promise yeah, just don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> i promise i promise um, but yeah so like after that podcast like i i just was like man i i feel like i would benefit from having that yeah so what is it that intrigues you about it? Like, is it, you feel like you would be more at peace if you could vent to somebody or maybe get more ideas or what is it about it? So I, I want to point out, cause I, I know people really close to me who have been to multiple therapists and just cause you have a degree in psychology doesn't mean you're a good therapist. There's bad ones out there. So I, th- I think it's really important to find a good one to, to begin with. But in my mind, I was just thinking like, it, sorry to interrupt, can I stop you for a second? Yeah, yeah. Is this normal? That, that blinking? Yeah. Isn't it normally green? I don't know. I hope it's recording. I don't know. I think it is. Maybe, sorry for everybody. I think um, it's green with when it's on the video. Maybe it's just the podcast thing. Oh. I just don't feel like I've ever seen that before. Well, now I don't know what to do. I wonder if we should... Pause it. Pause it. Just to check. It'll be worth it. So to pause this anchor, I just hit this X button. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're good. All right. We're back. (laughs) So the reason I I, I wanted to, um, or I'm thinking about like going to therapy. And again, I talked about like, you know, I think it's important to have a good one, Mm -hmm. but it's like, man, I just feel like it'd be cool. It's like journaling, like putting your thoughts out there, but having a proper guide to take what you're putting out there and then maybe helping steer you and formulate that and like help you understand your own thoughts better Mm -hmm. whereas like sometimes when i'm just journaling like it's really healthy and i love putting it on paper but like it stops there you don't get feedback yeah i don't get like feedback from someone who like truly understands like where maybe some of this is coming from like for instance last episode i was talking about like how i felt a lot of shame reaching out for help from people okay, well, like a, maybe a good therapist would be like, where do you think that's from? And then they would, they would be able to dig a little bit deeper and go deep into the layers of my psyche and my childhood and help me just understand why I might be feeling these certain ways. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of why I would just like to have like feedback on some of my thoughts. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm giving it some thought, but it was from that podcast. Where I'm like, shit, man, I think I'd benefit a lot from that. Having a good one anyway. Yeah. I've never truly considered it but i have heard from people that it's like the best investment they've made mm. like even jay-z i remember hearing him say it was like the best thing he's ever done is talk to a therapist yeah and he wasn't at a place where he had issues he just gave it a try you know you don't have to be at rock bottom to talk to a therapist well and i think that's with like a lot of like man i think a lot of like <clears throat> successful people like you're doing well your company's doing well but it's not like they stop going to seminars and stop reaching out for help and stop reading books and stop yeah. educating themselves on money and and all that like you you just always are growing so i just feel like it, yeah you could be at any stage in your life whether you're at the top you're at the peak or you're at rock bottom either way it's gotta gotta help to talk to someone who like understands 
your brain or, you know, at least how the brain works and some traumas and all that shit. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Just thinking about it. Just another avenue to help you grow really. And, um, I've heard from somebody I know that, that does therapy the odd time. She, she did have a bad therapist too, where mm. the time was up and it, she was in the middle of crying Oh, and the person's like, sorry, that's it. And she just left feeling really empty mm. and she never went back to that person. And she found a better therapist and then things pro- progressed. Yeah. That sucks. Cause it's like, if you're at the point where you're able to cry, you clearly trust that person and you're like, you feel vulnerable and open enough to do that. And then the time's up. They're like, Hey, like either pay me more or get the fuck out. Yeah. You're like, oh, like I thought we had something here. Yeah. You know? That'd be tough. That'd be tough, man. So yeah, I think it's really important to have a good one. Um, I I, w- go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's probably a lot more common for like, um, like women, like females to like go to therapy. Cause I think in like the, you know, a lot, a lot of like, um, toxic masculinity segue baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, and I think like that, that is like, and so I'm going to get into this cause I've, I've said a few things about toxic masculinity that I think, uh, I didn't understand exactly what it was. And I was saying that, you know, these ideas of toxic masculinity were stupid, but there are times where there there's real toxic masculinity. And I think when people are like, guys will laugh at other guys and it's like, Oh, you see a therapist? Like, what are you fucking sad? Like that type of shit is toxic masculinity. It's not toxic masculinity. Isn't like chopping wood like a fucking man or like um training in martial arts or lifting weights like that that shit like nobody's saying that that's a toxic toxic masculinity trait it's like you need mental help you're a pussy yeah or like a really good example and man you've you've probably heard this i know i have you're watching the ufc fights and uh and somebody wins the ufc championship they've worked their whole fucking life for this moment and they get it and all of a sudden they blow up in tears they're crying and some guys would be like crying huh. hey man that's the best fighter in the world and you're gonna mock him for laughing like you think he's weak because he's crying. crying yeah like the guy is literally the toughest man in the world and you're like oh <laughs> he's crying like what a bitch Hey man, what do you do? Yeah, you know, yeah. you mailman. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah for sure. that right there is toxic. I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. I've I've never thought of it from that angle, but that makes a lot of sense. And and the reason I, I'm bringing this up because I saw this thing on TikTok. Um, the guy's name is Andrew Tate. Okay. And there's some things that he says that I like. Like he's a. I think a lot of what he does is maybe a little bit of trolling, but a lot of it is like he's dead fucking serious, and he's like. Um, he's very like financially successful. He's got his own podcast. I don't exactly know what else he does, but he was like going on this rant about toxic masculinity. And he's like, he's like, you're not going to be saying it's toxic masculinity when you break into my house and I start spraying like, (laughs) Hey man, like nobody's saying that you defending your family and your property is toxic masculinity. Have at her. Like I'm sure 99% of people are going to be like, Oh, that's not toxic masculinity. You're defending yourself. Yeah. Fucking spray away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like in this one, this one guy made a response. He's like, bro, like that's not, that's not (laughs) what they mean by toxic masculinity. You know what toxic is, is if you see a guy with painted fingernails and you're like, bitch, what are you gay? Like that type of shit. Mm. No, maybe the guy just likes to paint his nails. Like leave him alone. Chuck yeah. Liddell had black nails. What are you going to fucking call him a pussy? Yeah. The, the world's greatest knockout artist at that time. Yeah. So it's like, I think, yeah, I just, I, I, it clicked to me when he did that. And he said like, you know, if you break into my house and I start spraying, and he's getting all intense. I'm like, I, I feel like I used to be there. I used to think like, 
anything a man would do that was like this like macho like thing alpha. Was, yeah but that's not it I, and people that are saying that that's toxic like if you're in a martial arts or you're into like lifting weights and getting jacked and all that stuff and like you're an idiot but there's there was like a there's certain things that are toxic so yeah i, I just had to that clicked for me once I heard that guy do his little spiel where I'm like, that he sounds like a fucking idiot and I feel like I used to sound like that mm. so I wanted to clear that up. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how much a therapist costs? Have you ever looked into it? Back to therapists, I know we were just on. I know, I know a few therapists that I think they're, they can be like around 120 to 150 an hour. <clears throat> That's I, I, from what I've heard. Yeah. But I do know that betterhelp.com sponsor us fuck we get millions of views <laughs> um like i know theo vaughn was like they sponsored him for a long time mm -hmm. and and that's a much more affordable um way to talk to a therapist just over the phone over the phone mm -hmm. yeah and they you call anytime mm -hmm. um and yeah i think it's like a little bit more convenient like you're in you're stuck in rush hour and you're having a panic attack just dial the number and like someone's going to pick up and you got at least some like an ear to talk to. It's like the suicide hotline. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I watched this one. There's these little YouTube segments. It's been a couple years, but I watched, uh, I think it's just called the therapist, but there's this old guy who's a, a therapist and he talks to different famous people. And some of them are like rappers, you know, like, um, you know, some like gang banging type rappers, like some like very on who would appear to be, you know, tough on the surface, very hard shells around them. And one of the guys he talked to, it was about a 20 minute video. It was uh, the lead singer of uh, Slipknot. Okay. Corey Taylor, maybe. I, I don't remember. But dude, th this guy, like, he like went to the core of this Slipknot guy in this 20 minute episode. He pretty much, by the end of it, this Corey Taylor, I think that's his name. He was like crying. Pussy. <laughs> And there's an example of toxic masculinity. <laughs> Crazy man. He was crying. He was he he got him to bring up all of his like daddy issues and the mm. reason why the analogy behind the mask. Like he wears this mask oh, and yeah. slipknot, and maybe that that hiding behind a mask is coming from something deeper. And anyways, this guy's asking him questions and digging deep into his childhood traumas. And I don't think this this slipknot guy thought that this conversation was going to go there. Mm. But by the end, he was like a different person. Wow. He was crying. He was thanking this therapist. And he was like, I have it figured out now. Mm. Like I had a bunch of demons. I am living behind this. I'm not myself. It was very interesting. It was really intense, really intense. Bro. And that's why, like when I was listening to Logan Paul and KSI, and I bet this guy was similar, mm. like these people that are like maybe and not, not just them, but I think just even like average people, like, or I say average, like as far as your career wise, like these people, like obviously hit like these tipping points or these like, um, you know, just very successful in whatever they're doing. KSI and Logan Paul were saying that they were so obsessed with like, like creating YouTube channels and like being successful that they forgot to take care of themselves. Mm. And so like, Okay, so I was saying like like he just he the last episode that he was on Impulsive he was talking about how amazing his relationship was going and now they're broken up because his girl was like man like you can't shut off you literally cannot stop checking your phone because he's so obsessed with the next opportunity and like what can I keep doing I need to keep growing my business but he's like my my bank account was growing my YouTube channel was growing all my shit was growing except for my spirit. 
He's like, I felt like I left that thing behind. Kind of lose yourself in the process. Yeah. And so like, they, I think like now they're like talking to um, therapists because it's like that Slipknot guy. It's like, you almost like find that child in you again and like kind of re- get reintroduced to who you really are. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, if you get a good therapist that you, you probably like, I bet most people will probably be like in tears being like, God damn, like. I didn't realize that that's why I was acting that way or I didn't realize that that's why I had whatever the issues were, depression, anxiety, OCD, like all these things that we like have, we might not understand it, but then you get to a good therapist and you're like, oh fuck, like you might not like fix it, but at least you understand your behavior better. And see, that's the part that would intrigue me. Like I, I can, I don't think I have any like deep rooted issues that are like you know, eating me from the inside. But as far as somebody to maybe help navigate mm. me in a proper direction a little more, like, right. like your reason for potentially talking to one that intrigues me a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, man, stuff like, um, like I was even thinking like, we all have so many ideas going through our head. Like I'll have these ideas in my head that I'm like, fuck, like that'd be sweet to do. But like, sometimes I just like, I, I maybe just I, I get insecure, like I, I shy away from the challenge or like I won't pull the trigger on it. Like I wonder if like some of these ideas, like me just venting it to them, that they can maybe help steer and like pinpoint the ones that are real, the ones that are like maybe that they are worth pursuing instead of just exactly. having like a billion thoughts a minute. Like that's what Logan Paul was saying was like, man, he's like, my thoughts are just constant explosions. It's just like one big yeah. idea after the next. And he's like, it's incredibly hard to know which one to jump on. and. Yeah, I just feel like it'd be nice to have somebody to help sort your fucking chaotic mind out. Because they could maybe see some things that you can't see. Yeah, for you sure. have these 10 ideas and they're like, well, these ones are surface level. Like this and this are like what you should be doing. You know? For sure. It's it's like somebody that trains at home by themselves with just a mirror and watching YouTube and hitting a bag. And then they go and see like a good coach and the coach sees something that they just never saw. Mm-hmm. It's like you could train by yourself for five years and all of a sudden you go see a good coach and they're like, oh, like you're way too much weight on the back leg. You're leaning too much. Your hands yeah. drop. And they're like, fuck, like, how did I not see that? Yeah. You know, and sometimes we think because we're writing in a journal and we're reading and we're meditating. We're like, yeah, like I, I know myself. I got it figured out. And then you see someone with an outside perspective. It's like, oh, no, you're kind of acting like a fuck face right here. Like, well, even this, that? when we were talking last week, I didn't think I was saying like a bunch. Right. But I go back and listen and I'm like, who is this guy? Right. Was that me talking? Right. That's I wonder nice. how many times you said it since we started. I haven't been paying Probably it. 10 or 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That, that's one of the most, and we're all guilty of it, but that's one of the most unattractive traits, if you want to call it that, ever, is somebody that can't put the phone down. Like if, mm. you, if you're on a date with somebody and they have to be checking all the time and yeah. you're talking to the person, but you know that they're only half listening to you Yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah. And you're like, you didn't hear what I said. It's you? disgusting. Yeah. Man. That's why I like this. Like it really does like, and it sucks because we were having some technical difficulties. Yeah. Like we glance over at the phone every now and then because yeah. it flashes and we just want to make sure the podcast is still rolling. But man, this is rare. Like it's rare that you just fucking phones off. We've talked about it so many times, but goddamn, this is therapy just by itself. Dude, totally. You could be you could be out for coffee with somebody, hanging out with your friends, watching a movie, and you'll just turn your phone the wrong way and it'll flash the main screen and it makes you look down at it. Yeah. That takes you right out of conversation. That takes you right out of the present moment. And it's so subtle, but it totally changes everything. 
And you think these things are urgent and they're not. Like I remember like I was thinking like back in the day like you know, you always, uh, people's excuse to always having their phone on them and checking is like, oh, what if an emergency happens? Or like, what if something happens? And I'm like, you know what they did back in the day? That person just died. And then you get on your horse and you go see them yeah. go to the funeral after. Yeah. A bird comes and drops a little note off and it's like, hey, your uncle died. And you're like, oh, shoot. But now it's like you get a billion messages at once. And like, I feel like we're not supposed to communicate that way. Yeah. Like we can't take care of everybody. Like even having your phone on you, it doesn't mean you're going to like save someone's life. Like yeah. things don't always have to be that urgent. You don't need to get to it now. Dude, it's overwhelming. And we, I think we need to respect ourselves better. Like me, myself too. It's like, give yourself that time. You don't have to get back to people right away. And it's um, like last night I was laying in bed. I, I went to bed early and... Um, I laid there for two hours just like thinking about random shit, you know, like branding my, my real estate company, what I'm going to wear, what I'm going to train this weekend, everything. And, and after laying there for an hour and a half, I'm thinking to myself, don't work against yourself, like work and see more thoughts, but it's like, we need to work with ourselves. When you lay down for bed, respect yourself enough to give yourself rest. You know, it's, it's, it's like that, that evil part of you that's like, that sense of urgency, that, that thought that keeps going and it, it works against what you need, which is rest. And it, we just have to like, you know, block out this space for our, ourselves and respect ourselves enough to, to stick with that. Yeah. It's hard. So I would be tough being like uh, like ultra famous. Like Logan was actually saying that like at a certain point, like he had to realize that like his energy, like he really valued himself. Like he was the star player. He was the one creating all these moves. He was the brand. Yeah. And so he would have these fans that would come up and be like, just one picture, Logan. And he's like, bro, like I'm eating right now. And he's like, but it's just, it's, it'll take two seconds. He's like, no, it won't. Cause if I allow you two seconds, the next person's going to want two seconds. And now I've given you all my time and all my value and all my energy. And then I don't have enough to fucking do what I'm going to do. Start a million dollar company yeah. or whatever. So yeah. he's like, I, I really had to just be like cutthroat with it and say, no, you just said it. That's what it is. It's learning to say no. Yeah. Yeah. And not even to other people, but to your phone, to your yeah. requests. Yeah. Saying no. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, live in life, you know? See, like a lot of people like, you know, like if a video goes like viral on TikTok <clears throat> or like on Instagram, like you get a lot of comments. Like, you know, it's like I've had videos, you know, they'll hit like 300,000 or 400,000 and just the comments fill up. It's like, I'll, I'll respond like to some of them on the first day. But then like usually after that, I'm like, I'm, I'm moving on now. I can't respond to 300 comments. That's yeah. not normal. Like my brain can't comprehend it all. I'm like, fuck, this is exhausting. But then people are like, oh, but you got to build your brand. You got to, no, yeah. fuck the brand then. Yeah. Don't want to, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't want to live my life just chasing like responses. Yeah. And responding. And you know, I, I go back and forth. I have these, these mantras, these goals, this ambition, this hustle. And then I always go back and forth because part of me is like, no, your only mantra should be be present, be in the moment, focus, have a quiet mind, like that type of shit. Yeah. One thing at a time, fuck multitasking, fuck, yeah. you know, financial goals, be in the moment, live life. And I have to like check myself. Yeah. Man. See, yeah, it's crazy. Hey, like you could have it all. Like, I mean, again, bringing these guys up again, but it's like, you could tell like things weren't going that well for Logan and KSI. It's like, they, they were like, they would appear to be these like happy, young, go lucky guys are in shape. They're mil millionaires, but it's like, if you ain't happy and you haven't like taken care of yourself or been present, like 
fucking really like a loving relationship got ruined because he said they were at the movie theater and like he couldn't get off his phone and his girl was like man like your biggest problem is you cannot shut off like you're with a loved one right now put your fucking phone away and he just couldn't do it yeah he literally the relationship ended because he's like but i gotta check the phone i gotta check my dms and this is a person who's already quote unquote one you already have tens of millions in the bank. Yeah. Like you're good if you put your phone down for, for two hours. Yeah, man. But it's it's still it's crazy, eh? It's a fact yeah. so, man, being a human is hard. Yeah, it is. It's tough to like accomplish all your goals and to like be at peace with yourself and to be present and loving, but while also like thinking about past mistakes and trying to correct them, but also thinking about the future at the same time. It's like we're this weird creature that can like literally do all three at once. <laughs> It's such a blessing, but it's, I, I really think life is so simple, man. And we complicate it. Even this, this morning I was talking with my girlfriend. I was like, I love to meditate and read and then do Portuguese in the morning. But even that I'm making a rigid routine where I get anxiety because it's like, it's a schedule. It's like, get up, mm. meditate, read. It's like, what if one day I want to like get up and just visit with you and have coffee and like, I'll read later. Like I, or, or do the Duolingo later. It's like, even these, me, even me time I have in, in such a regiment where it gives me anxiety. Mm. So I don't know, man, I need to learn how to just like, just live a little more and do one thing at a time and not plan so far in, a, right. in advance and just like, let it be, you know, it's tough. Eh? Cause it's very like tough. The whole discipline equals freedom thing. But then you also want to like, just be a human being and just be in the moment and if you're not feeling something at that moment like i've changed my morning routine quite a bit like i used to be like a little, little bit more like that where it's like i would have like fucking structure at this time i'm doing this yeah. this time i'm doing this and then after a while i'm like i'm kind of getting stressed out from this yeah. like now i just like i'll wake up and do like a, a shorter meditation and then i just go right to like reading and like having and then I, i'll journal like like after i'm done my privates or something mm -hmm. instead of like cramming it all into this like powerful morning routine and then you tell yourself no i have to get it done like before my privates right i say no you don't yeah you don't and so yeah i'm just yeah. It, it's a tough balance man and it doesn't even mean not doing the thing it just means not being rigid with it and, and not thinking so much because if i shut my mind off and focus on one thing at a time I'll probably still do the meditation. I'll probably still read. Right. I'll probably, but it's, I, I'm not, it's not structured in my head where I'm like thinking always ahead. Right. It's like, don't think ahead. Just, yeah. just be, just we're be. complicated beings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the title of Brian Callum. What was it like a uh, complicated apes? Yeah. That is. Yeah. That's pretty much what we are. Right? I like it. Yeah. We're complicated as fuck. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, I, I never want to be somebody who complains because one thing that Gary Vee, even though some people say he's annoying, this and that, one thing he says that always really resonated with me is if we stop and look around, like how fortunate, how fortunate we actually are just to be alive. Like this is going to sound corny, but like life is amazing, man. Like to, to sit here and communicate with you, to go outside and see clouds, to like feel good in this body and train martial arts, to like drive a car, to taste food, like we have shit good we look past all of this shit man isn't it crazy though how easily we forget that though like that and that's like the frustrating part is like you know you get reminded of it every now and then you know and it doesn't always have to be like on a substance like maybe you're just like 
you know, going for a walk with like a good friend or like your, you know, your, your partner or something or a family member. And you're just like, you know, the wind's hitting you, the weather's perfect. Like, you know, you get these little moments of like, fuck man, life's good. But man, they're like, they're, they're rare. They're rarer than I'd like them to be. But then you sometimes will do like, you know, a little bit of mushrooms or like when we did the, like I did LSD and it's like, I find those substances like always a reminder of like, wow, life, life is good. Life is simple. Like this is all we need. That's it. You know, it's like, we don't need a whole lot of shit, but then you, you get caught in the race again and you forget. Yeah. You know, I think it's been three years. It is January, 2019 when you, me and two other friends did mushrooms. I've done, I did a little bit of micro dosing in 2020, I believe, but that was pretty much nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, it would be really interesting. I don't know if I'd want to do this, but it'd be super interesting to do mushrooms and like, as we're coming down and feeling normal to do a podcast. Mm. That'd be sweet. Bradley Martin always does his podcasts on, and he microdoses. Really? He eats a little bit of mushrooms before. That'd be interesting. It would, oh yeah. I heard him say that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. I bet you it'd be just a very simple talk full of gratitude and Bro, do you, do you notice this in Joe Rogan? So, you know, we've been listening to his podcast for, I don't know, for 10 years. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. It's been a long time. Since, like, Periscope. Like, yeah. Been a long time. I, I always notice, and I, it's been, I think it's been a long time for him, when he's done some kind of psychedelic. Mm, you could tell. I could tell. Yeah. There's more compassion in his tone yeah he's a little bit less bullheaded that's a good way to put it you know and i and i can genuinely i i just always remember when he would come on like he'd be on like a whatever like a dmt trip or something and he'd come back and talk to duncan trussell and it was like there was more love coming out of him and more like compassion and when it's been like years sometimes you like forget that you lose it you know it's tough to like gain totally. without any extra help sometimes we need help yeah. You know, and I, I could always tell like when he would do it where I'm like, fuck, he's, he's like a little edgy right now. He's a little more aggressive than, than maybe I, yeah. I would like him to be more irritable, a little more yeah. egotistical. Right. And just like subtly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, the psilocybin, it really just sheds away the layers and makes you be like, okay, slow things down. Yeah. We have it really good. Be, be happy. Yeah. Like I feel like this, I don't know why just the term like be a human being, like we're supposed to just be yeah. and those substances help us be just that you're like you're very present you're just being you'll like i was listening to a aubrey marcus podcast it was actually really good um kyle kingsbury yeah yeah big jack fucking yeah. guy he used to fight in the ufc no yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um <laughs> oh fuck that was a nasty one he was uh they did they do like their uh fit for service like they do like this retreat and everyone's like calling them a cult and stuff like that <laughs> or whatever and it looks like it, it kind of looks like that. it but he's like like the word cult just means culture like he's like that's actually a compliment <laughs> to us like we we want to create like strong bonds and culture that's but, exactly what a cult leader would say <laughs> yeah dude 100 percent. and everything they said in the podcast is exactly what a cult leader would that's say so funny it was hilarious just embrace it yeah but this Kyle Kingsbury, uh, he was saying that like they'll they'll dance a lot in these things. Is subculty? Yeah. <laughs> they like bongos playing and their bare feet, baggy pants. But Kyle Kingsbury, he's this big jacked white guy with a bald head. Like I'm talking chisel. Like looks like a fucking Greek yeah. god. Uh, it, by the sounds of it, he dances like really feminine, <laughs> dude. <laughs> when he was this, he looks like it. the Liver King. Matt, yeah. <laughs> 
when he was describing it on the podcast, man, I just couldn't help myself but picture like this Thor, like this fucking alpha male, like just moving his hips and dancing really like soft and feminine. And I'm like, man, this is funny. But with him, I, I, I know he's done so much plant medicine, but that I bet the walls and the barriers of like that, you know, toxic masculinity have just got smashed down. Mm-hmm. So he said, he's like, I don't care if you think I'm a good dancer, or a bad dancer. He's like, it's neither or. He's like, I'm just moving through my body. I'm not thinking how I'm dancing. Yeah. It's just coming out that way. Yeah. So like I might appear to be this big jacked alpha male, but he's like, when I dance, something else happens. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is so funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Oh man, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say right <laughs> on that topic? Um, Cultivating dancing mushrooms. Jeez, I just lost it, sir. No worries. But I, uh, I would like to... Before I get old and, and you know, um, I would like to go to some kind of festival or mm-hmm. rave and put my shuffle dance to the test. Yeah. Maybe pop some, some MDMA. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Dance. Yeah, I, feel like, that. I feel like that would be really fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. It's been years since I've done it, but like, yeah, I, in the back of my head, it's going to happen at some point. So you'd we'll probably see. dance for hours and you'd probably, you'd probably burn like 2000 calories. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be a blast. I'd have to practice, so it's been a while. What I was going to say, I, I just remembered is, let's say you're even waiting in line somewhere. It's like, I'm waiting. I heard somebody say this once and it kind of clicked, but it's like, you're not waiting. Like you're, you're being, right. it's, it's like, you should look at it that way is yes, you're waiting for this thing, but you're just still alive and you're just being, it's not like you're waiting. Right. They put it in a, they articulated it in a way that was a lot more graceful, but yeah. you can kind of tell them yeah, where I'm yeah. going. Yeah. It's crazy. Hey, like sometimes I wonder, like you see some of these, like, um, uh, like Eckhart Tolle. Um, there's like a few Alan Watts, right? Like you hear their voice and you hear the way they speak enlightened. Yeah. They, they seem enlightened, but then I'm like, are you though? Or are you still sitting in line waiting at the dentist, like fidgeting and going out of your fucking mind? Or like, are there really people that have like mastered that skill? You know, I, th- I think there's probably a lot of people that are much better at it. I, I think so too. But I feel like we're all like a little bit neurotic. Like we're all a little bit fucking psychopath, you know? Yeah, we all have the human condition. Yeah. People manage it differently. Yeah. And work on it, right? Yeah. Um, I got a couple things. I don't, it's kind of going to switch the topic up. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some people out there who maybe want to, they say, you know, I want to meet a girl. I want to meet a girl who loves me and is loyal to me and wants to be with me. And I can't find this girl. But the person who's saying that maybe they got three girls on the line and, um, they're not putting out that right energy to attract that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I think we could both think of of people like this and maybe we've, we've been like that ourselves, but did you have to like change your energy to a, tracked like a real relationship or did you not even think about that? Did it just happen? Um, I don't know if I changed my energy, but like my, my mindset towards it changed. Like I just went from not wanting a girlfriend to like being like, I, I think I'm like ready to share my life with someone. Cause you're just very black and white. You, you made that decision and then you got on the app and then you met your girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it, so yeah, I don't, um, and I was never one to like, yeah, have a bunch of girls in the DMs and like, I, I never really fucked with that too much. It was just like, yeah, I was very solo, just doing my own thing. 
and then one day, which who knows, maybe like, it's like this weird, um, like invisible energy that, that you kind of put out there that maybe like people can sense that like, Oh, this, this person genuinely seems like they're, they, they actually want to settle down. They're not just looking for a fuck buddy or a yeah. hookup. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but yeah, it's my mind definitely changed, you know? Cause I've, I've heard that before and I was like, yeah, I kind of agree, you know, it seems legit, but it's kind of a little corny too, but I really, I really went that direction to get into this relationship that I'm in now. And the reason I can remember that is because I'm reading my journal from last year. Mm. And um, <clears throat> I was I was at a point about a month or two before I met this girl where even though I was still single, I was like, I'm done with all this surface level flaky stuff where, you know, you have these little relationships that you're hanging out with somebody once every two weeks and maybe just hooking up. And you both know it's not going anywhere, but you stay communicating and then you're both probably talking to other people and right. I, I got to a point where I was like I just don't want that anymore I either want the real thing <clears throat> or nothing at all I just want to focus on my life my business and live my life without all of you know being on dating apps and talking to random girls and yeah so I because it is tiring hey Dude, it, is that. it can be it can be tiring like yeah. having to go on a date and meet someone for the first time you're gonna spend a bit of money you don't know if they're gonna be shitty or not like it's, it, it's, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of work and just starting over with new people and it's, right. you're not establishing or growing anything. Right. And so even though I was single, I got to a place a month or two before I met this girl where I was legitimately changing my energy. I was, I was not talking to people on dating apps. I was focusing on me only looking for the real thing. And then, and then this, this thing happened with this girl, you know, and mm. And before I even knew she existed, I, I had changed my energy. And it's just funny, like reading back and being like, wow, like, I wonder if by the time she reached out, or actually, I reached out. I want to put it on. There. <laughs> so she reached out. I wonder to if me, whatever, I wonder like, if she saw my Instagram and like, I don't know, I look pretty sweet on there. I'll get back to that. I wonder if the time we connected, if I still like was talking to a couple girls and stuff, right. if, if, if I would have resonated the same way or if I would have came off differently. Mm. But if this podcast never goes anywhere, it's still worth it to me because I actually met my girlfriend through this podcast. So huh. shortly after we started this, we started, started a dating podcast to help <laughs> people's relationships. Yeah. <laughs> We're both like single guys and like six months doing this podcast. <laughs> <Our> <laughs> girls are like, but, um, we started this podcast single, didn't we? Or we or no, I, I for surely was single. Was I single? No, no, you weren't. I was with, yeah. Still. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. You 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 had a girlfriend, but okay. we started putting out some podcast clips on Instagram Reels like probably f a few episodes in, like literally 3 2 3 4. Huh. And one of our reels showed up on my now girlfriend's main page and she clicked on it and she's like, what's this guy about? Crazy. So she clicked so she on got my... us at our worst, at our very beginning stages. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, but so she she added me on Instagram through seeing a podcast clip of us from like episode three. Wow. And I seen her and I was like, is this, no, I, it was private. So I clicked follow back. Cause mm. just from her little spec, I was like, Hey, that's always risky. Okay. When people have a private page, I'm like, God damn it. Like you're going to make me fucking do this. Yeah. You know, then you click on it. It's not what you wanted. So you have to quickly like on yeah. and get out of there. Then they see it. They see like, Oh sweetie, follow me back. And then like an hour later they unfollow. They're like, fuck. The complex world of social media <laughs> yeah. and relationships. Yeah. Anyways, I followed her. She accepted it the next day. 
we started talking and we've been talking since eight months ago. Huh. So thank God for this podcast. That's how I met my girl. Crazy. But, but I was just thinking back about that, how I really had to, I didn't maybe have to, but I really did change my energy. Yeah. And then the girl came along. It, it almost was like too perfect. It was kind of right. crazy. Meant it's like when me. I was, when I was finally ready, it, it came right. and I've been single for close to a decade before that. Right. Like I would, I had like season flings. I'd right. hang out with somebody for four months. <laughs> It would flake off. It's like they're listening to this right now. They're like, that's all I fucking wish you is a fling, a season fling. They're just head over heels for you. They probably flaked me off, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely went both ways. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I just, I feel like that's like with a lot of stuff, not even just, you know, like a, a relationship, but it's like with money too. Like a lot of people talk about like you have to have a certain kind of energy and like, you know, like I guess confidence or something, like an abundance mindset or like even just being confident in general. Like if you like the idea of, like you, you think you want to be confident, but you're walking around like all slouch and just like kind of slow moving. Yeah. Like your energy is showing something different. So yeah, I feel like if you're like, yeah, I wonder if people can just pick that up, like some kind of primal sense. Like it's like women can just smell it without even knowing it. They smell that you're ready, you know, it's ready even, for a, re a serious relationship. Yeah. It's, but it's even like money, right? Some people want a lot of money or success, but you hear like, you'll get it when you're ready for it. Right. And I think there is something to that. Yeah. It's like we we're all 22 and we want to be making, you know, like 500 grand a year except for when you look back at your 22 yourself, you're like I wouldn't have known what to do with that or like right. It's easy to say you want a lot of money or it's like we weren't ready for it. It's like 99.9% .9 of the population just is never ready for money because we're all broke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone's like broke. Yeah. There's like a few billionaires and everyone else is like fucking when's my turn? <laughs> I remember hearing that if what is the stat? It could be different by now, but if, if you make plus $30,000 a year, you're in the top 1% of the world. Yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Um, since we're on that topic of like dating apps and stuff, when I go to sell a phone, I'll, I'll put it on Kijiji and I'll put it on Facebook marketplace. And on Kijiji, I get less inquiries, but they're more serious. And on Facebook Marketplace, you get people messaging you right away, but it's so, it's so surface level. It's like, hey, I'm interested. You're like, okay, well, here's, and then you never hear from them. Right. Or they ask you the dumbest questions. That's it's already listed in the fucking thing, and you're like, man, you mutt. Like, read the fucking thing <laughs> yeah. first. You know. That's how I think a lot of the dating apps were. Was, you know, it's it's almost so easy and accessible, and the exposures there that you're getting matches. It's like, hey, what's up, wink, and then. It's like, hey, like, not much you. And then it's like, you'd never hear again. And it's right. with the dating apps. It's so like, ah, uh, what? Cause you've, you've been on Tinder, eh? Tinder and Bumble. Yeah. Bumble. Yeah. So I, I downloaded Tinder like probably seven times or four times. Never swiped once I downloaded it and yeah. then I just deleted the app. And I, and then like when I finally <laughs> made that switch to being like, you know what? I, I actually like want someone in my life. I'm gonna, so I went to Bumble cause I heard Tinder was a little bit more just for hookups. No. I didn't want to hook up. So I went on Bumble. I heard that was like a little bit more proper, like, you know, people looking for more than just a, you know, fuck buddy. So yeah, then I just, I went on there and man, like, it's crazy. Like when people ask like how Aaron and I met, like without hesitation or any embarrassment, I'm just like a dating app. But then some people, their reaction is still kind of like, huh, like kind of like, you know, they'll like laugh at it almost. And I'm like, like at, at this day and age, like what do you like, especially during COVID, but even without COVID, it's like, I don't go out. Like, I, I, like, where do, where am I supposed to meet someone then? If you're going to like mock people for going on a dating app, where the fuck are like, what a girl just pushing her shopping cart. You're supposed to just tug on her and be like, Hey, like, 
I see you got a pineapple in there. Like I eat pineapple. <laughs> like how, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, so I just feel like dating apps, dude, they're, they're awesome. They're super easy to meet someone. Like you can see what they look like. You can see their profession. They have like a little bio. So like it, it cuts a lot of the fat and a lot of the shit you got to go through when you're just dating like random people. Like, like again, you, you bump into someone randomly, like you might go on a date with them and you're like, Oh, you do this for a living. Like that doesn't align with what I do or like, Oh, like you're into this, like fuck all that. But it's like a dating app. It's just like a screening process. Yeah. You know, like there was a few people that I would see on like Bumble where I'm like, nah, 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 nah. And then I just saw Aaron for one beautiful dance instructor, massage therapist. Like there was just like these, just like the you whole get a thing. Feel. You get yeah, a sense you get a of feel it. of it. And I'm like, okay, like I like, I like this. Yeah. I'm going to fucking swipe. She's yeah. the first person I swiped. Yeah. And then I think one of the first messages that she sent me, cause like my profile pic on Bumble was like me in front of the van. I wanted to just put that out there. Yeah. Like I'm a van lifer. This is what I'm getting into. <laughs> yeah. One of her first messages was like, oh shit, I didn't know Saskatoon had a van lifer. And I'm like, I'm in. Cha-ching. <laughs> yeah. But I remember it used to be taboo. Like I know somebody way back before these dating apps um, who I'm related to who got married through meeting somebody on Plenty of Fish, which was like a dating oh, yeah, site. Yeah. And at that time it was, it was kind of a taboo, a strange thing. Yeah. But now I bet you 85% of couples meet on social media or dating yeah. apps and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I got a funny story. <laughs> when I was, uh, oh, I was probably 23 and, um, <clears throat> there was these super cute twins and they both worked at this gas station in Saskatoon. Oh my God. And, uh, I was like, I have to, I have to give them my number. Like I have to give one of them my number. Like, so I worked up the courage, man. This is so cringy. I worked up the courage to go into this gas station. I bought like a Powerade just, just to buy something. Right. And both of these like cute girls were at the counter and, uh, I worked up the courage and I went in and I, <laughs> I'm getting so uncomfortable talking about this. I kind of blanked out. I didn't know which one to give it to. So <laughs> I had like my number, I wrote my number and, and, and name down and I was like, I looked at both of them and I was like, here, like I, I just want to just give you guys this, like whichever one of you. <laughs> Do either of you want <laughs> this? <laughs> And they didn't say much and I left and I was like, fuck, like you got to pick one. You got to make one feel special. That's what I was going to say. Eh? You got to make one feel special instead of like, Hey, like I'll sleep with both of you. Anyone, anybody never heard from them again. Damn. But Damn. yeah, that was bad. I left. I was like, you blew it. You blew it. But at least I tried, but you blew it. But it's tough. Like they got to understand, Hey, you're twins. You look the same. That's all I'm going off right now. You're both beautiful. So maybe one of you has a boyfriend, but maybe the other one doesn't. I don't know that. <laughs> Work with me here. Yeah. 50, 50. Have, have you ever, That's funny, man. have you ever had like any like funny, like DM experiences from like anybody, anybody like fame, I don't know anybody famous, but like anything <laughs> yeah. like really funny. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson DM me once. <laughs> um, I, I don't have any, I don't know about DMs. I'd have to give that some proper thought. I don't know about DMs, but I do have a, kind of a silly sex story <laughs> turn so, the tables a bit yeah a little bit this is the, we're going from like dms and dating to to the fucking sex so we're just we're advancing a little bit but it's still on, still on point so like i feel like 
when you're like in grade, like, I don't know, maybe like grade nine to like 12, like I was a bit of a late bloomer. It's kind of weird to say, like I didn't, I didn't have sex till like grade 12. I think a lot of my friends, it was like grade 10. So you're 17 or 18. Kind yeah. Of I think I was like 17. I think a lot of people, it was like <laughs> earlier than that, you know? Um, and like, I feel like when you're younger and you're not having sex, like you're, you're probably, probably getting into the dark arts. You're probably watching some pornography, right? <laughs> Touching yourself. And, uh, and sometimes when you do that, you can have this idea of what sex is going to be like, right? Cause you just think like, Oh, like all the girls are going to like be like this and act like this. Like, this is awesome, you know? And then I remember, <laughs> so you have this like preconceived notion of what your first time's going to be like <laughs> fucking wasn't like that. So I'm like with this girl at the time who I won't mention. And we're at my, we're at my place in my room at the house in Mormon at one of our houses in Mormon and I'm in grade 12. And so is she. And, uh, we're like making out and shit. And like, I, I, I forget if we talked about it, but I, I feel, feel like we both kind of knew like, this was the night, like we're going to do this shit. And I'm like, I was like getting pumped up all day. You know, it's a big moment. Like when you're young and it's the first time like having sex, like shit, it's like getting your driver's license. Like, it's like, it's like this big thing. And yeah, we're like making out and fooling around. And like, (laughs) I just felt like it was the time to like, you know, start like taking her pants off. And so I'm like, I'm trying to get her pants off. And like, I'm already kind of like a, I don't know if insecure is the word. Yeah, probably quite insecure at that age. I was like pretty timid. The last thing I want is to fuck up the first time having sex. Yeah, you're a 17 year old boy. Yeah, you know, I want to be the, I want to be the cool guy that like, you know, it's like. That lays it down. Yeah, dude, I want to lay pipe. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of my friends, they already had sex. So like there was a bit of added pressure there where I'm like, I got to fucking catch up to these guys. And so. I'm like fumbling around, can't get her pants off. I just couldn't undo the button and it was awkward. And she started laughing. And then like my confidence just went by. Yeah. Hey, you're a piece of shit, you know? Yeah. Can't have sex. And so we both like started laughing and it ruined the whole moment. We didn't have sex that night. Damn. Yeah. She just went home and I like went to bed by myself, pretty depressed. But then like, I think a week later we, we made it happen. Okay. So that's who you lost your virginity to is that same person. That same person. Just yeah, later like, did I say the fucking name? No, no, no. You're like, is that who? I'm like, did I say it? <laughs> but at a later yeah. date, it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Man, when you're that age and you're trying to like go for it for the first time. Oh man. Again, I just get cringy thinking about it. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, that was rough. I don't think I have any other sweet stories that I eat or at least none, none that I want to share on here. Some of them are pretty rated R. So I remember. I remember just not knowing what shit was being young. You know what I mean? Just like put it in the butt. I was like, <laughs> what is a blow job? Uh, Do they just like, like open their mouth and like, <sighs> just <laughs> like put hot, hot air on it. <laughs> I remember thinking that when I was like, I don't know what like, great, but I was like, oh, why did they call it like blow me? I was right. like, I don't quite get it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny though. Hey, like, and that, and that shows to like, it shows you how like, shitty our sex education was hey hey teach me how to unbutton pants from that <laughs> angle yeah from that angle <laughs> yeah, right like, like tying off a kid's jujitsu yeah, belt dude 100 percent. yeah just touch hands talking about this shit <laughs> um yeah it's like from this angle so easy but it's like when you're it's reverse yeah you're kind of like fuck i don't get it yeah you know i got the other thing what before we do this i bet so many guys didn't know this how low the hole is at the start <laughs> 
Eh? You think it's like the like it should be at the belly button, you know? And it's like yeah, like I, I remember just being like, holy shit, like is is it right next to your butthole? You know? So yeah, that that, that was always I, I remember just being like, fuck, like I just had no idea. You just don't know. You just you know. You just learn. You just learn, right? <laughs> yeah. you just figure shit out. I wonder who's gonna listen to this podcast. God damn. Well, my my mom for sure, but yeah, mine too. Sorry. Okay, I got another funny story that just came to mind. Thank God. I don't know why I'm throwing my, I don't know why I'm throwing myself under the bus so much, but no one's listening, right? <laughs> a DM. I got in Claudia Gedalia's DM one time. Oh yeah, the UFC, UFC fighter. fighter. Yeah. So, we we were like having drinks. I had a bit of a buzz on, so this is why I felt confident. And she she posted something on her story and you you and her weren't having drinks you were just saying you were having drinks yeah i was i think we were watching the ufc fights this was like 3 years ago or okay. something and i uh, had like a couple beers i'm feeling a little buzzed yeah, and that's how um, it starts scrolling through instagram between fights and there was a picture of her on her story and from a distance i i know she's a watch girl and this is right when i was starting to learn about watches mm. and cuz she's got different rolexes on all the time and I remember I seen she had this like Audemars, like this AP watch, and I just commented on her story because I'm buzzed. I was like, I was like that AP though, or something like that. Just like, hey, nice watch. Yeah. Once you wrapped it around my, <laughs> <laughs> and just not thinking anything of it, just like, hey, whatever, you know. And then she like responded back like a little while later, and and, and said, um, you know it, with like a wink or something mm. like that. And then buzzed me. I'm like, she's hitting on me. <laughs> and she's not. And I can't even remember what I said back. But I said something like, something along the lines of like, me and her would be good together. <laughs> you just advanced so quickly. That's just the classic dumb guy shit. So it's like, oh, she wants man. to sleep with me because she said something right. to me. And um, um, she just never responded back. <laughs> and the, the, the thing I was... What the fuck was I thinking? The thing later is like... She's obviously way out of my league, but I'm not even like that attracted to her, to be honest. Like, oh. I'm just not. Sometimes it's just like this, the status of like somebody. Hey, like I'm she's attracted like, to her blue check mark. Yeah. And her fight resume. Yeah. She's like a <laughs> professional fighter. Like, you know, she's a good looking girl, right? Claudia DeGay. I'm trying to think of. She's a good looking girl. She's pretty like, I don't want to say jacked. masculine in a bad way, but like she's, she's jacked. Yeah. She's pretty jacked. Yeah. But <laughs> it was just, it was just funny. I was like, you fucking idiot. The next day I was like. Just, just leave it at that. She said, "You know it with the watch." Cool. She responded, right, right. "Leave it at that, yeah. meathead." <laughs> Keep digging. Yeah, yeah, man, that shit's so funny. Like Logan Paul shared a pretty funny story of like DMs. He was saying that he um he watched what's the uh, what's the movie where they're playing chess? Queen's Gambit. Yes, the main actress in that, yeah, which yeah. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the movie, but yeah. the main actress in Queen's Gambit, Logan Paul, like hit her up in the DMs, and apparently like. He said something that was like kind of clever, like he thought it was something to do like, you know, something about like this ain't chess, this is checkers, or this ain't checkers, this is chess. Like so he worded it in a way that he thought was like, okay, like this is worth sending. Like yeah. that's the key to DMs. Like you gotta send them something that is based on a current thing they just did. And she just had the movie, so like this, is, you know, hopefully she can relate to this. Maybe she thinks it's funny. Like I should get a response out of this. I'm Logan Paul. This is funny. Sends it. You know when you can see if a message has been seen or not? Yeah. She sees it and just see. nothing. Nothing. And so he's like, that's he's like, that's one of the worst things for me. Cause he's like, I really 
I think she's beautiful and I would be so happy to take her on a date. And he's like, I really thought that she was going to like be excited, like that she's going to send him something back and just ghosted him. And he's like, fuck my life, man. Man, rejection is painful, but rejection is good. I think it's good that we feel that and be like, oh, I don't get everything I want in life. Humble. It's humble pie. definitely humble pie, but it's, it's definitely a shitty feeling. Yeah. One more story. I don't know why all these stories are coming to my head. We had this, um, we had this babe in high school, this babe of uh, a teacher's assistant, our gym, gym teacher assistant. I won't say any names, but okay. my, my one friend who's uh, pretty witty, <laughs> it was like the last day of school and he walked, <laughs> we, he walked over to her after class and he's like, so how do we do this? Do I give you my number or <laughs> I can't remember what she said, but she shut him down, obviously. And man, oh, man I laughed my fucking ass off. You got to shoot your shot these days. Cause if you yeah. look now, man, how many teachers in the last two years been sleeping with kids? Like, dude, it's, it's like every fucking week there's, and it's always like an attractive teacher. Hey, yeah. you notice that they post a picture, they post like the guy's kind of smiling and then the, and then the teacher's like, she's hot. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, that poor fucking kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's crazy. just crazy. Uh, this is a fun one. Yeah. Hey, you done? That's really all. That's really all I got. I don't need to. That's fun. I don't need to demoralize myself anymore. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. Sweet. Well, episode 45. That's it. Let's wrap her up. That's kind of like a condom reference. Hey, I thought <laughs> it, a good comedian would have had a joke there, but I just saw that there was a joke yeah. there, but I don't know the joke. Thanks for listening. <laughs>